Hello and welcome to Open All Ours. Um, I'm joined by three QPR fans and one very special player. Um, I'm Chris Charles. First of all, joined by Paul Finney. Hi, Paul. Where have you been? <laughs> well, for my actual real job, I've been covering boxing in various different different parts of uh, America, Manchester, <laughs> wherever. So I do apologise. I'm sure it's been way better without me, though. We've um, no, missed you. Carry oh, on. That's very kind of you to say so. Um, also joined by Charlie Wise. Hey, Charlie. How you doing? Very well, thank you. And um, it's nice to have it's nice to have somebody else taking the reins and not Finney kicking his table down last week. Let's hope it, <laughs> let's hope it stays in one piece anyway. <laughs> and Rob Gilbert. Rob, hello. How are you? Hello, good to have you back. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, and last but certainly not least, Ilias Chair. Ilias, welcome to the podcast again. How are you? Thank you very much. I'm very well. I hope you guys are good and thank you for having me. Well, well, thank you for giving us such a memorable week. Three wins in, in six or seven days. Um, hey, what are you playing at? Hey? Well, it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm coming home from games happy as Larry, enjoying them. It's the best football we've seen in years. And it's brilliant. Carry on. Yeah. It, well, over to you, Elias. No, obviously, it's been a great week for us. And... Um, we are we are in a good place right now mentally and um, and obviously the, the team is performing supporters are happy everyone is happy in the building um, and let's help let's hope we can carry that on. Yeah, realistically, from those when those three games came up and three very tough games, Bristol City were doing you know we were, were doing well, were point behind us. I think obviously Sheffield United away, everyone was going oh my god, and then and then Reading at home who were again above us. I think most of us would have taken six points from that. What was the attitude going into the games? Did you all believe you were, you were, you were going to win all three? Um, yeah, obviously we go in every, every single game wanting to win. Um, and, you know, sometimes in football you lose games, you draw games. <clears throat> we luckily enough, we won games. Uh, we won the, the three games that we was ahead. Um, but, yeah, we, we went in there. We're, we're not afraid of any team. Obviously, you see Sheffield United with all the names and um, and all the big players and the the players that played in the Premier League and you know they have the reputation. They are the favourites to go up. So obviously, everyone was um, I wouldn't say scared, but everyone was on its toes that game, especially that game because because it's a, it's a big game. But I think the first half we showed a little bit of of nerves, a bit of um, too much respect towards them um, but then the second half we just uh, we just unleashed we got the goal f- um, from Chrissy obviously uh, and then we just held on and defended so well so at the end of the day I think it was all deserved three points I don't think we d- we didn't deserve any three points in like them games I think we were the better team in them three games and uh, but the beauty of it now is it's up to the next one which is a big one against Luton so Absolutely. And just before I hand over to the others, um, going back to that Sheffield United game, obviously the only downside was 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 Chris's injury. And I think it picked up on the TV, him saying to you, the hamstring's gone again. Did, did you fear the worst at that moment? Yeah, obviously. Um, when I saw Chrissy go down, I didn't know because he had uh, he had a bit of a, of a weird belly that day. 
So I didn't know if it was for his belly or, or for anything else. So I, at the time, I did, at the time, I didn't know. And then I went up to him when he went down and I said, uh, what's wrong? He said, my hamstring. Um, but the way he was, the way his reaction was, I wasn't too bothered about it because obviously I still had that belly thing in mind and um, and he was on the meds and stuff like that. So I was thinking, okay. But then once I came off uh, I, and I went on the bench, I said, where's Chrissy? And then obviously he was inside and I went up to him and I just, just we just hugged it out. Um, I told him I would support him, whatever. And then luckily enough, uh, this week, but yeah, these results and uh, it's the best possible results we can get. Obviously, he's an important player for us. Um, so, yeah, he will be missing a couple of games, but hopefully we can get him back in time. We've, obviously, we saw against Reading, we can win, win without him. And the people who say you're a bit, you look a bit lost when he's not playing, you had probably one of your best games of the season. So, Well, obviously, um, you've, got to, you've got to understand, like, um, players make other players better. There's just there's just fact. A quality player will always make another player better, and I think um, that was before with uh, with Epps. Uh, now, obviously, if you you have Chrissy, you have other players now in the team that are high quality players, which means that your level will go up. And if your level is not going up, that means there's something wrong, you know. Um, and obviously, it's 46 games. It's impossible. It's impossible to play at a high level for 46 games. It's just your body. Your body cannot cannot do that. So what you have to do is just find a find a, a good cons, a consistency in that. And um, I think with Chrissy, he he makes me better. I make him better. We we find each other well. We understand each other. We play the same football. And at the end of the day, I'm 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 just uh, I'm just happy to have him on the pitch. Obviously, I'm very gutted that he's not on the pitch with me, um, which makes. The, the task diff more difficult, but as you can see, Tyler Roberts stepped in. Uh, this place, Dan Dykes, he got um, got going this uh, this game against Reading. So hopefully he will be he will start finding the back of the net on a regular basis. Um, so at the end of the day, I think we have a very strong quad uh, squad. We don't rely on any any particular uh, particular player. And like you like you saw, I think we use the most players in the three games in the whole championship. So. We have a bit of rotation. We can. We are flexible in our in our formation, is in our players. So yeah, I think uh, all in all, it's been uh, it's been a great week. I want to argue with that, Paul? It's interesting to say that it is. I, 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 you know, look at the way batches and everything else. I think you do definitely complement each other. I mean, that them bricks that you were doing at Bristol City, you killed them both of you. They didn't know how to cope with you. They were just they, they just couldn't. I mean. I couldn't make the game, so I had to watch it in Bristol City TV, and it was hilarious because they, 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 a they can't pronounce your name properly, and um, it was almost like everything. The way that we're counterattacking this season is so blind. I mean, is it just drummed into you every day because Sheffield United, um, Bristol City, even Reading on um, on Friday? Oh, hi, Andy Carroll's dead on the pitch. I will never know. But that's a subject for us to talk about. We don't want to get you into trouble, but um, they've been hard games as well, haven't they? Yeah, it's been very hard games, very, very hard games. Uh, I think we played uh, in Sheffield United, uh, maybe after us, the best the best team in the league. Uh, then then you got Reading. I didn't expect Reading to play like they played, to be fair. Um, really? They, yeah, Reading played a, played a very direct type of football, which um, 
which physical. I yeah, very physical, which I don't know. Reading was never really known for that, if I if I be honest. They they got good technical players, so I thought like they would be a ball playing team. But then, obviously, they 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 worked with with uh, they worked on the strength of Andy Carroll, which is just lumping it forward and 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 get the second balls and be physical, like you said. But I think this week we had a mixture of of everything because Bristol away is a tough away fixture for every single team in the in the championship. Then you got Sheffield away, which is probably um, the toughest away fixture. Um, and then you got uh, Reading at home. So we had a bit of everything. And uh, I think we coped with every aspect of the game well. Um, like you said, against Bristol, we were brilliant at counter-attacking. Against Sheffield, we stood our ground. We, we, we trying to play as well as much as they did. We're trying to play as well. And our counter-attacking that game was good as well. Um, and we, sc- uh, we scored a lovely goal. I think uh, it was um, everyone touched the ball or something like that. Mm. So... And then against Reading was for me personally was total domination. I don't think Reading did anything to trouble Senny with. It was a silly penalty to give to give away, but at the end of the day, I don't think Reading troubled us in any way, um, which was very important for us because they played in a low block and and we have to find ways through. If we keep going like that, teams will play with a low block against us. So we have to find a way through that. And um, yeah, like I said, it's been a very very good week and. Hopefully we can keep this on because now everyone is expecting high things, you know. So we won three games on, a, on the bounce against good teams. So now everyone is expecting us to win every single game. And uh, and it's for us players and, and, and for as a club to be managing that correctly. And hopefully we will do well. You know, before I hand it with the other guys, one thing I'd love to see is I'd love to see the players who can't play on Saturday in with the um, the QPR fans because that is some away end on on at Luton away and the crack is brilliant. So if any of have got tickets, tell them to use them themselves and come and join us. Yeah, I will, of course. Uh, Luton away is always a, a special one for the QPR fans. Uh, I remember there last year as well. It was a, yeah, it was a cracking game last year. Um, and yeah, I can't wait for that game. Everyone is. Uh, Everyone is can't be like he's ready for that game, and uh, hopefully we'll have a good entertainment on Saturday. Well, I'm stupidly going to Belfast on Friday to watch my Irish team play, and then getting the first flight out to Luton in Saturday morning. So hey ho, might see you there. I might have a spare ticket. <laughs> Charlie, yeah, I just want to touch on one one moment. I'm sure is a, a proud one for you this week. Um, your hands, and I think was it Sheffield United game. It's actually slipped me. He, uh, of course, asked. Our regular skipper, should we say, stepped down to, to the bench for some rotation. Uh, Bio had to pick someone to, to take the armband and he kind of shared the light mm. on the kind of funny story where you thought you were going to be dropped and he's actually giving you the armband. Can you talk us through a little bit of that story from your perspective? Uh, yeah, so um, it was, a, it was a, obviously an, an honour, a proud moment for me and my family, uh, the club that basically gave me everything in life. Um, that I can that I can captain that club, which uh, which I I love with all my heart. This club has been has been so great for me. So it's been an honor to be captain of this team as well with the, the with the players. And that story is actually quite funny because, like uh, uh, like the gaffer said in a couple of in a couple of interviews, it was a it was funny. So we were eating pre match, I think, or lunch. I don't I don't remember. I think it was pre match. 
he came up to me and he said to me like um come and see me after after you've done and I, and the moment he said that to me i kind of I, I was i kind of mugged him up not mugged him up but i was like oh yeah okay all right so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be sitting on the bench for that game so um i was already preparing my conversation like why and and I, I think I'm ready for three games a week. I'm fit enough. I feel good, blah, blah. So I was already planning my conversation with him. And, um, and obviously afterwards, uh, he, said, uh, he said to me, why do you think uh, I want to speak to you? And I said to him, oh, well, I guess I'm on the bench then. And then he, said, <laughs> he, said, he started laughing. <laughs> and uh, I, I was sitting there with a straight face and he said to me, no, it's not because of that, mate, but I just wanted to give you the, uh, the honour of giving you the armband for this game um, and uh, just be yourself like always. Um, don't try to be different. Don't try to, don't try to do too much because he knows I'm not, I'm not the biggest talker in the dressing room. I don't, like, I don't really speak that much in the dressing room. I'll just go about my business. Um, but yeah, you've been. He told me you've been great this season. Uh, you've been, you've been leading the group on the pitch, and um, I'm really happy to give you the armband. And for me, I was a bit, I was a bit shocked. Obviously, uh, I couldn't say anything back apart from thank you. So, so yeah, it was a great moment. It was an honor for me to 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 captain the team uh, against Sheffield, and obviously to get the win, which made it uh, sweeter. So I got a hundred percent record as a captain. So that's a good start. <laughs> good man. Just one quickly more, one more from me. Um, I think one thing that's really stood out to me from these last three games, I think definitely at, at later stages, as we've kind of come under the cosh a little bit when we're holding out for that victory, especially away from home. And I think if you look at it, maybe at last season, I think maybe that self-belief from what we've seen now maybe wasn't quite there so much, maybe a little bit inexperienced, maybe we've kind of learned from those bits from last year. What do you th- kind of think's changed? Because I think at moments last season, we may have conceded a late goal, but when, when we see the side, I think in those moments, there just seems composure. There doesn't seem to be that. I think the fans are nervous, but I don't really think that the players are feeling that. There's genuine belief that we can see that, that victory out. What do you think has maybe changed? You know, what is Bill maybe communicating? Um, what is the kind of, the, you know, the, what's the team kind of feeling and experiencing in those moments that's maybe changed from last year? Well, um, the first thing is we, we work for each other harder. What I mean by that is not that last season we weren't working for each other hard enough, but this season, I don't know, it's a mentality, a mentality thing. So um, if you... If you get a corner and you like the the uh, opposition gets a corner in the in the ninety fourth minute, obviously everyone is holding their heart and everyone is jumping and stressing because they might score or whatever. But at the end of the day, if you defend that that corner the same as you did in the first minute, it will have the same outcome. So it's, it's concentration as well. Is um, is really is the belief in you that you're not going to concede that goal. Um, so, and also when, once we have the ball and we are on the cusp, like you said, we just don't boot it away to the corner flag. Sometimes you do, obviously, sometimes you have to, um, when you have no options, you're not going to start dribbling in the midfield and you just boot it away. But you see, like you said, a bit of composure that keeps, keep the, the team keeps playing the ball. It's not like, 
oh uh, yeah, we we have a, we have an option to pass it into midfield or to boot it in the corner flag. We will take the option to pass it in midfield, which makes a big difference because now the other team is running, and that and that takes the clock up. And we got a lot of chances in them last minutes. Mm. You know, we had so many chances in the last minutes, and that is because we just don't be stupid and and, and go and boot into the corner flag so they can re-attack us again. And when we are under the cash, instead of just dropping and, and 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 holding, we go actually go and press and, and play with some with, yeah. with some character and and you know and uh, and I think that's the that's the that's the main thing of this of this season. I think the belief is there. We have not achieved anything yet. Mm. Absolutely nothing. Um, three games, yes. Everyone happy, yes. Nine points, yes. But hey. One third of the season is not done. Like we haven't even played one third of the season yet, and and we have to we have to keep realistic. We have to keep grinding, not look at any teams. Just look at ourselves, analyze ourselves, and hopefully, hopefully by the end of the season we will be where we deserve to be. Hey Rob, over to you. Yeah, I mean we mentioned last season there. Uh, sort of by the end, it it was quite noticeable how upset you were at full time of, of a lot of games um i mean did you do you, are you still carrying that sort of back end of last season with you using it to motivate you trying to learn from everything that happened because obviously this time last year we were doing fantastically as well so does it feel different this year and and are you using last year to to push you on yeah obviously every year you're trying to you, you're trying to improve <clears throat> I'm not losing. I'm not using last year as uh, as a motivation mm-hmm. because I think last year um, my my last couple of months were were not good months for me because I was I was just I was just struggling with everything. To be fair, uh, that's that's more on a, a on a mental level because um, I went to the Afghan and then. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't perform in the Afcon like uh, like I was doing at QPR that time. Before the Afcon, I had a great, great start of the season, and I was carrying it on. Uh, but then, then I got an injury, and then when I came back, not long, not long after that, we started having injuries after injuries. We had like seven goalkeepers at one point, and and then you have players like Chris Willock out, and then um, I want you have Moses or the Barger out and stuff like that. So. Um, we, we as a as a team and myself in particular, I'm not looking at last season as a as a motivation. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to learn from everything I do. So, for example, uh, last game, I'm learning from last game what I need to do better to be better in the next game. Um, and that is that is my mindset. I'm not trying to look too too much back because the the next game you you will be you will be judged on your next game. You know, you're only as good as your last game. You will be judging your next game. So Luton is next. Why should I be thinking about um, Fulham at home last season? It's not gonna. You're not gonna affect me like it should affect me. It will only bring me down mentally. It will be not. It will not be good for me. So I'm just trying to take game by game. Um, just trying to have fun and play the best I can and work hard for the team. Does it? Um, I mean, is it? How is it different? sort of playing with uh, Chris Willock, uh, Tyler Roberts, compared to Bright and Abereze. I mean, there was a, from a hierarchy level, you were, you were sort of just breaking into the side with Bright and Eze. 
back then, but now it's so established. Does it feel different on the pitch with them? Is it, you know, do you think these boys can hit the heights that Abere's hit? How, how, how is it comparing them? Uh, well, I, I, th- I definitely think that the, the boys that we have now can hit the heights that mm-hmm. uh, Abere hit um, or bright. But um, from what is different playing with the guys that I'm playing with now than with Ebbs and, and Brighty, um, well, the, the main thing for me, Ebbs and Brighty were very, were very physical players. Uh, Brighty was as fast as anyone. So Brighty was very, very fast, uh, which is a different kind of skill set to, to, to Tyler Roberts. And then Iberi, Iberi had a bit of everything, you know. Um, um, he was technical. He used his body so well. He's a good dribbler, um, which which Chrissy, for example, Chrissy is is for me as good as Ebbs um, in that aspect. Uh, with Chrissy and Ebbs, I can link up. So it's difficult to compare the two. It's difficult to compare the two. If you are, if you ask me who I, who would I play with rather, I'd rather play with uh, with Chrissy and and Tyler because they are here at the moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I cannot, I, I cannot, not take them two because them two are, are, are so great with me. So I wouldn't change them for anyone. And uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy the way we are going right now, and hopefully we can keep it on. And uh, one more that you mentioned, uh, Afcon, and how it messed with your head a bit. Does that mean sort of with the World Cup on the horizon, and hopefully you make the squad? I've got your sticker in my Panini book. I mean. Will you approach the World Cup differently? Are you looking at it as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity? What sort of your headspace ahead of that? Um, for the World Cup, obviously, I'm, 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 I learned from my experience in the Afcon. Uh, so, obviously, I will take the World Cup. I will go into the World Cup different, differently if I'm called up. Hopefully, I'm called up. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, for me, it's not going to be a one-time, once-in-a-lifetime experience because I think our squad is young enough and good enough to uh, to play in the World Cup every single year for Morocco. We have an incredible squad. Uh, in England, not a lot of people know the players that uh, that that play abroad for for a team in France, for example, or for for Italian teams. You know, in England, is really focused on the on the English on the English players in the UK. Uh, not on the English players in the UK, but the players that play in the UK, in the Premier League and in the Championship, and then in the in the Scottish League as well. Um, but we have a really, really good squad, and I think we can achieve whatever we we want we want to achieve with that squad. Honestly, it's such a it's such a good squad, and uh, yeah, and hopefully I can I can be part of that. If uh, and if not, in four years' time, there's another one. If not that one, there's another four years. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it will be an amazing experience. It will be an honor to, to, to represent my country in a World Cup. And as a young kid, you always dreamt of playing in a World Cup. You always go to the go to your backyard and and and, and act like you're playing in the World Cup and score a goal in the last minute and stuff like that. So yeah, obviously it's a, it's a great honor, and hopefully, hopefully I'm called up. Hopefully, I can make some minutes in that World Cup. Uh, that would be a great achievement for me. So at this point, so at this point, as a Northern Irish person, can anyone explain to you what the hell the World Cup is? It, it sort of bypasses me all the time. But I've just had an idea for the World Cup for you. You know, um, Sambero man who sits in the the 
Safaga Road uh, with a Moroccan flag. I think he's from Morocco, obviously. Um, I think you should borrow his hat and his little bugle thing. So when you score in the World Cup, you can you can celebrate with that. I think that'd look great. <laughs> that that would, if that happens, that would go viral. I want to lie to you. That everyone in the world will see that one. That, that you might see where we go with that. That that might be a good idea. Maybe you're giving me some good ideas here. Good I, I, I actually, I, I'm guessing you know that guy. I saw a load of people as well with like the Fez hats on the other day in the in the R block. There was like a little group of about six people. I don't know. If, I'm assuming that was something to do with a little fan club of yours as well. I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I do know the the, the, the sombrero guy. I do know him. Yeah, uh, he's such a lovely know. person. Such a Isn't lovely, he? yeah, yeah, such a lovely person. I I, I absolutely adore him. Uh, he's been a QPR fan way before I was born uh, and he's still there he's still holding it strong he's still loyal and obviously he's Moroccan so that's just uh, a plus for me but yeah I love I, I love him a lot and he's, uh, he's been a, he's been a great fan for me and uh, and yeah whenever I can share a moment with him I will share it sorry Chris can I just ask one other thing and I'm going to go don't worry Chris the last question why did you get done for pitch invasion last season when the, when we won and you ran on the pitch and the steward had a go at you? I th- yeah, you they, they, yeah, someone thought that was a fan. So <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I, I guess that was a that was a bug day. Yeah, I got done for pitch invasion. Imagine that. Uh, he was telling telling me to to what you do and go go back in the stand. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, but I just want to stay with Morocco. Obviously, Adel Taramt, I mean, was the, the previous Moroccan hero. I just wanted to say, obviously, he played with Chris Willock as well. Um, big influence on him coming here. How, how has he inspired both you and, and, and Willock over the years? Well, Adel is a great guy, a human being. He's such a lovely person. Um, but yeah, he inspired me a lot. Obviously, I, I knew Adel from, from way before. Uh, this this thing is probably yeah. I knew him from way uh, from way before uh, when I saw his clips for for QPR. Yeah, the streets will never forget. Um, that was a uh, that was a uh, unbelievable unbelievable player for QPR. Uh, and obviously, get getting to know him in the in the Moroccan national team is such a great guy. He gives he loves football. Honestly, I think he's the one person that watches all football. He watches every single league. I think football is on with him 24-7. And uh, yeah, we talk a lot about football. We talk a lot about his time at QPR and obviously what he has done for the club in terms of getting them promoted and stuff like that. So he's a big big inspiration. Obviously, you want to achieve what he has achieved for the club because everyone everyone deserves that. And I think it's a dream come true for me if if we do ever get promoted with this club and had, uh, had a contribution to give. Um and yeah, obviously you dream of that and, and he achieved it. So you're trying to prick his brains uh in what to do and how to handle it. Um yeah, and he gave me some great advice and I'm 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 so happy to 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 know him. Um just before we go back around the table again, so I'm conscious um we don't want to take up too much of your time. Just a quick word on the gaffer. I think you, the players were probably as shocked as we were when Mark Warburton went because you know, he, he did a really good job and he's like laid the foundations, if you like, for Mick Bill, as far as I'm concerned. But um, and there was a few people, Mick Bill was unknown to a lot of people, but 
man, he's hit the ground running, hasn't he? How is it? It seems like the squad is like all together and a plan for the manager. But how, how how big has he been since he's come in? Yeah, obviously, obviously, first of all, I I want to I want to show huge huge respect <laughs> for uh, for Mark what he has done uh, in my uh, my time in QPR. He he was the one that. Start started playing me. He was the one that gave me uh, the tension and, and put me in uh, in pressure moments and, and and drove me to be a better player. And I got a huge huge respect for him. And um, I will never ever utter any kind of disrespect in his name um, because I owe him a lot, which I owe lots of people a lot at QPR. Um, but he certainly is one of them that that gave me that chance and that gave me um, the the games to show myself. He gave me time to develop. Uh, he gave me time to know the championship. That's first of all, um, and second of all, with with the Gaffanal, he is how can I explain it? Um, he is such a a crazy football. Um, a crazy obsessed with football, and he it seems like he this it's like his first uh, his first uh, head coaching job in England, I think, in the first team uh, in the championship. And it seems like he's been in the game for a good 30 40 years, honestly. With the, with the information he gives to the players, is is so much that some some people might look at him and start dreaming because they don't he they don't know what he's actually trying to bring across um, but he gives us so much information he gives us so much detail about uh, about how to uh, attack teams how to penetrate teams how to um, score against teams and how to defend we are so well organized um, and that is down to him. Obviously, he he has been very big on the organization, on our defensive defensive organization. We are free, we are a free flowing, offensive footballing team. But as you can see this year, defensively we're so organized. We win the ball up high. We don't get we uh, we don't get cut through. And these are the things that since day one he came in the club, he started implementing that. And honestly, if he is he is, poof. He's such a great manager, honestly, uh, and and man management as well on a personal level. Always talking to me, talking about my family situation. Obviously, I've uh, I recently been a dad um, two months ago, um, and he talks to me because he has he has kids, and he, he talks to me not how to be a dad, but he gives me advice and stuff like that. So, um, just a great, great person, human to be around. And I absolutely love working with him. Absolutely love working with him. Um, and I, th- I think he's the one that will bring um, the, the the players to the next level. What, uh, just just for personal development. I'm not talking about any, not talking about Premier League or not talking about anything. I'm tr- just talking about uh, the, the players in their own individual aspects, bringing them up. What I mean by that is just develop, developing them to the next step, how to get better. And I think he's been doing that with me. Obviously, there's some, still some stuff that need to that I need to work on. As you can see, I, I missed I missed a lot of chances with my left foot, which 
that can I can work with that. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been unbelievable. Honestly, he's been unbelievable. Absolutely love working with him, and uh, and hopefully I can I can I can keep working for him uh, with him um, for for a long long time. Well, what's, what's been amazing before to hand over the other guys is just stuff like reading, reading the game, the in-game management. Um, you know, there's a few eyebrows raised when we're taking off midfielders and bringing on defenders, but then he goes to the three at the back and suddenly it kind of transforms the game because Reading had got a big foothold in that second half and all of a sudden he makes that change and and and, and the game is pretty much ours. Yeah, and the same against Sheffield and the same against Bristol and there's so many games that you can say the same that just went unnoticed. His uh, his his in game in game management is so great for us. He, um, it's like he makes it he makes a change and it just um, relieves the team in that change. You know what I mean? So like you like you said, he took off a midfielder for a defender, which are probably if you win in two one, probably a lot of managers would do that. They would take a midfielder or a forward off for a defender. But the way he did it, so we played all season with the back with a back two then he went to a back three which we worked on which we actually worked on so he did the same thing against Sheffield one nil down took, took me took me off or whoever he was for a back three seeing the game out so end of the day just just a great manager to work with and he understands football so well uh, it's it's a joy it's a really jo- it's a real joy to be to be part of this team part of his squad this year Great stuff, Charlie. Yeah, kind of touching on, kind of expanding upon what we just mentioned. But again, one thing that really stands out for me this year is I think the competition for spaces, the squad depth. I feel like in some areas, there's a lot of players that almost in their own right deserve to be on the pitch, but won't won't be able to start every game. You know, even if they're worth it, I think there are some areas that are really stacked. What impact is that having on the players? And and how is Beal managing that on the training ground and around the club? How is he keeping everyone happy? And what's the what's the effect on the motivation and almost that fight that the players are having to have at the moment to, to get on the side? Well, at the end of the day, it's very simple. Um, if you think that we have a lot of competition, trying to get into Manchester City team or trying to get into any of these top clubs team, which their second team will probably finish the second in the Premier League or third in the Premier League. You know what I mean? So competition is important. And that's what we lacked um, uh, for, for, for the last couple of years, I think, is that is that fear of, of having a bad game which will result in you sitting on the bench or fear of having a bad week, bad week in training which will then transform into you sitting on the bench or not even being in the squad. Um, mm. So there are some good players that are not, not in the squad. So obviously, is a is is a is difficult to be the manager at the moment because there's, there's so many so 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 many good performers, you know, performances to pick from. If you and this, this cliche of you can't change a winning team, that's out of the window as well because, well, you you win with one team. You change it up, you win again. You change it up again, you win again. So that winning with one team is, is out the window, uh, and I think that helps us. Uh, I think that helps us because other teams will keep the same team and will eventually gas out come November, December time, or even later on uh, February, March time. They will just gas out, and the the players won't cope with it because it's such a tough league. Um, 
but yeah, like you said, is the, the competition is high. Trading sessions are very high level. Um, and honestly, I can't, I, every single one of the players um, don't want to be at another place because they play the best they play the best football of their career everyone i think everyone in this everyone in the squad right now is playing the best football of their career and i, I don't think anyone can anyone can argue with me there uh, and why is that just because of the fact that if you don't play at your best you will be replaced instantly so mm. so yeah the gaffer is managing it uh, very well i would i wouldn't want to be in his position but uh, yeah, he's managing managing it very well. He's very ruthless in that kind of sense because I think a lot of football players uh, these days, as a quote unquote, yeah, you need to give them love and you need to be that. Of course, you need to give love to to the players that deserve love. No, I need to give love to the players that are just hanging about and doing nothing, you know. So at the at the end of the day, I think he's doing a great job of managing everyone, and uh, hopefully, we can keep this up as a team. And uh, we won't have any people falling out, you know. That's the the main part of it. Just, just say the last so, one. So, oh, sorry, just, remember, just quickly. I remember we spoke at the start of the season. You kind of mentioned that that this is your time to kick on. You wanted to have your biggest season in the blue and white. Three goals, five assists so far. On a personal level, where do you think you you can get to this campaign? Well, um, um, I'm not entirely happy to be fair with you. Uh, if you if you look back at all the uh, all the games, I should be on ten goals already, and I'm not talking about no scruffy, no scruffy like no shots from outside the box. I'm talking about like inside the box, normal, normal um, finishes that you should be finishing. So, um, yes, I got all right numbers from 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 Definitely. the outside perspective. For, but for me, I should have been on on way better numbers already. But I don't get myself too high. I don't get myself too down on that. Um, just keep at the, trying to keep it at the at the same at the same place all the time. And uh, yeah, just just having having fun, you know, trying to have fun on the pitch, and that will be the best the best out of me. If I if I have fun, you will see the best uh, EDS chair. If I'm out there frustrated and 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 stuff like that, yeah, that's where my game goes down. Spot. Who oh, nice so now has the dog on his lap? Yeah. So either you or the dog can ask a question, Paul. I guess we might get more sense out of the dog, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> might not mention Northern Ireland. <laughs> I never mentioned Northern Ireland, and he was going to—he was about to start barking at the house down as usual. So he's yeah. thirteen, bless him. So he's old. So I just thought, and he also—it is his favourite player. I oh. mean, you know, he, 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 he thinks you're amazing. No, um, do you know what I was so proud with on Friday? And I'll be honest with you, it, and even as a fifty-three-year-old man. I love the fact that you guys give um, Dykes so much love when he scored and so much support, even when he's going through a bad time. You guys have really brought him through this. And that team spirit, you can't, you can't, if you could box that up and give it away to every club, they'd, they'd, they'd sell it for a million times over. I'm so proud of how you did that because he's, he has, I mean, I don't think he's been playing that bad. I don't think he's deserved this, the stick he's been getting, that's for sure. He's obviously struggling, but you guys are so, so good towards him. It was brilliant to see that on Friday, by the way. It made me really happy. Yeah, Dykes is is a is a big part of this group. A big character, big big uh, big human being. You know, he's such a good guy, um, and everyone will support everyone. I mean, if if 
if I don't go out my way and support support the guy next to me, what 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 do I expect when I'm going through a bad way? And and life will catch up on you, you know. So at the end of the day, I'm just I'm just happy for him that he got uh, his two goals and he shot a lot of people up. That's number one because he deserves he deserves that. He works his socks off every single day in training, and he's such a such a good such a good guy, such a good human that. That honestly, he deserves everything he gets in life, and uh, and I'm so happy for him. Everyone at the, in the team is happy for him. I hope the supporters are happy for him, um, and I hope we can we can keep rolling like this because at the end of the day, we will need him if we want to do anything. Mm. Absolutely, um, Rob. So we're going to let you go in a second. Yes, uh, just one last one for Rob. Yeah, just quickly. Go on. Elias, what's your favourite goal you've ever scored for QPR? What's your best one? The next one. Hey. Yes. Who's got the best? Who do you think's got the best chant in the squad? Chant. Yeah. Who do you think's got the best chant? Yeah, the best song. I don't know. I get. uh, To be fair, I get a lot of stick from Chris Willock. You know about my chant. Uh, yeah, he he always he always starts singing it as well, like out of nowhere, uh, and it gets a couple of laughs. But uh, I don't reckon mine. Yeah, <laughs> you know the original song by Joy Division. Have you heard that? Have you read heard the original song? For me, yeah. Uh, no. Well, love will tear you apart again by Joy Division is the song. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The original song, love was yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I know. Uh, this is funny because I was watching Man City the other day. I think it was against uh, Man United. And I think the Manchester City fans were singing the same song for Phil Foden. And so I told Chrissy, listen, I at least got the same song as Phil Foden. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fine with my song. I love my song. Brilliant. Well, listen, Elias, it's been brilliant. Before you go, just quickly, the, the, the lower loft, now that the standing section in, in I mean, I was in there on, on Friday night, it's absolutely banging. Have the players noticed the um, the change in the atmosphere? Yeah, no, I've, uh, honestly, this um, the season, the fans have been unreal. Uh, um, yeah, honestly, I can't, I, I can't be happier than this. Um, they've been supporting us home anyway. Um, I hope we keep it up as a team and as a club, and I'm sure that the fans will back us as well in uh, every single uh, every single game. And uh, yeah, hopefully we do something together. We make this make all of us, all the people that are in love with QPR, proud. Yeah, and it sounds like you're in love with QPR as well, which is which is great to hear. Man. And, and also for Saturday, it is best of luck. And hopefully you won't have to walk to the bloody ground this time, halfway around Luton. <laughs> well, honestly, yeah, it looked like the Peaky Blinders in that picture. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. brilliant! All right, thanks. We'll, we'll turn them apart, big man. Turn them apart. We're yeah, going to carry I'll on, mate, but we'll let you go. And thanks ever so much. I really appreciate. No, it. thank you for having me. I appreciate it, guys. And uh, whenever you guys want me back, I'll be here. Okay, big next man, week. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> big man. Cheers, Elias. No problem. Nice. No problem. See you guys Cheers. later. Bye, bye, man. Take care. Just wait for him to press the off button, and there he goes. Oh, what, what, a, what a lovely fella! Well, we knew that anyway, didn't we? Really, but um, Snoopy really likes him. Sno- oh, your dog! Oh, yeah, dog. <laughs> forgot what his name was. I mean, I mean, all of the stuff we got. What, what I've noticed is the uh, different to last season. It's like the extra pace we seem to have in the squad. I don't know what you guys think. It just just seems. 
I think we were a bit, like I said, I, I wouldn't have anything to say against Mark Warburton either, but I just think there was a lot of pussyfooting around, passing it around the back, and we just didn't seem to get forward that quickly. But we're kind of, I think it's the wing-backs, the introduction of these wing-backs has sort of like made us a more potent threat going forward. Yeah, the wing-backs are just completely different world to where we were. Look, Lee Wallace did well for us, Odebarge did all right for us, but these are two proper players. I mean, I'm looking at Laird and I, I'm just thinking, how's he here? <laughs> you know, it's a, it, it's it's the closest we've come to. It's like when Kyle Walker was here, and you're sitting there thinking, how's he here? And and I think that with Laird and Powell gets better and better, and I'm I'm pleased Pal is ours. Um, but the wing backs make such a difference; they they really do. And uh, Ilias touched on how we went through. We spoke about going three at the back against Reading, but that allowed Powell to move further up, and and that for me just made a big difference. Suddenly, Ilias had a mate to play with and Tim was getting involved. Um, but you're right, the pace is is there in, in the middle. We're rotating much more as well, which I think is making a difference. We're not flogging Steph to death and that makes a huge difference. Yeah, Steph has just been... We're not a completely different player this season. He's, he was the player that we wanted him to be last season, that mm. uh, he was the season before, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Charlie, um, yeah, Tim. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not brave enough to pronounce his, his name on the podcast. Um, what did you make of his? But I thought he came of age against Reading. I think he he maybe looked a bit. He was good, but maybe a little bit naive in the first couple of games. But I thought he had a really good performance on Friday. Definitely, really, really promising talent. I think you can see that boy has bags of ability. Um, He's got serious potential. I think that was a, a real big maturity lesson for him, in essence. And Reading, that was his first 90 minutes at championship level. Um, there were areas that I think he'll learn from. I think sometimes he's got to learn what area he can take risks in. I think sometimes he tried to carry the ball and go past players in the areas he probably shouldn't. And he, he cost us a little bit. He gave the ball away for that penalty, tried to run back, tried to win the ball back and maybe committed over than he should have done. Um, I don't really, I mean, that penalty is, we, we've we've seen he stands on Tim's foot, um, not opinion, not not opinion, not a penalty in my opinion. No, I mean, um, But I think the way he carried the ball, glided past players, won that penalty for us. I think there's a serious player there and I think he's going to get better and better and better. So, you know, I think it's the first time he's played, as Bill said this week, it's the first time he's played with men um, these last couple of games. He's been playing academy football and um, yeah, he's a serious player there. And, and I just wanted to say a little word for Ozzy, uh, Ozzy Kakai, because yeah. um, I thought when he came up, I mean, obviously we're all thinking, oh God, you know, you know, one of our main men's gone off. And But I thought Ozzy, I mean, obviously great cross for the goal. And yeah, okay, he's not, clearly not in the same class, but I thought he was just at him all night. And some of, the, some of the stuff he was doing wasn't come off fair enough. But, you know, I, I thought he did really, really well. And I think, you know, he answered like a lot of critics on Friday night. Just to interject quickly, yeah, I think yeah, what, what um, my, one of my most favourable things from that Friday night was going on Twitter and seeing a Reading fan tweet that Kakai tore us apart. And I just thought yeah. that sums up the evening for me. That was like, what what better can that get? Yeah, he took yeah. the ball by the, the scruff of the neck. I think sometimes you've got to realise that he's not he's not a wing back. He's not an attacking fullback. He's... He's a, almost a traditional right back. He's not someone that can go and beat four players and, and put a ball in the box like maybe Ethan Laird can do. Um, he's a good, solid squad player. He's not a world beater, but when called upon, he delivered on Friday night and he did really well. 
No, absolutely. And, and Paul, you mentioned Lyndon before. I don't think I've, I've ever, well, I probably have, but I mean, in recent years, I've never been so pleased for someone to score a goal like that. And credit to the QPR fans, when he had that horrendous miss a few weeks ago, they didn't get on his back. They just started singing his song straight away. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I was just so chuffed and on his birthday as well. The trouble is, it's like anything, isn't it? You know, you go on social media as a player, and I'm sure you think the whole world's against you because the same people keep saying the same thing over and over and over again. And he probably has a lot of self-doubt, but he shouldn't have because he's trying, he's, he's not hiding, and you can't ask, can ask more than that. I mean, every striker could have missed, but I'm just pleased for him because it's kind of like we need the Lyndon Dykes of players for Scotland to transfer that to QPR. And he's done that, and he'll keep doing it. And he, he just needs to keep his head down, keep banging them in. And I think the fans will be fine. I think the difference this season, I think we are giving players a chance, and, and we need to, because the squad isn't the biggest. But also, you can see what the manager's trying to do. I mean, one thing I did notice on Friday was, like, if you're Paul Lynch, you're sitting there, and um, you're just being out for everything you're trying to do, Bill's counteracting. And then when Bill threw, did them substitution, you just see Paul Lynch going... You absolute gobshite, and then he's having the force to react as well. So by doing that, he's throwing their plan into chaos as well. It's brilliant. It's, it's just it's in-game management, as as Chur said. Maybe it's because he's young, he's fresh. Um, it's just brilliant to see. And 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 that debut by Tim for a home debut, I mean mistakes, if it makes mistakes, but he just got better and better and better. And, and just think to yourself, we've got a hell of a selection problem. I mean, Jimmy Dunn. The centre halves, there's, there's massive problems. Uh, Kai Kai came in, and you often find going back to Kai Kai with players playing better, it makes you a better player. You you mm. you, you don't feel so nervous that he met have done last season because he knows he's got the lads around him to to to, to get him out of the situation. I mean, you can give. I mean, one thing Elias does do, which is brilliant, is I never know what he's going to do next. So his teammates haven't got a clue sometimes, and that they certainly didn't have a clue on Friday how to deal with him. But he also just has that ability now when he releases the ball of just picking in passes. It's, it's good to see. Listen, we're enjoying it. It doesn't matter to me if we go up or not. I'm not going to sit here and be like kind of like up and down like a yo-yo. It's just nice to go to a Friday night game and come home in a really good mood. In fact, I couldn't even get into the green to meet you on Friday the way back, Chris, because it was flipping round. I thought, sod that. No, I went and got drunk in Arnold's Grove instead and got in at half past one, as you do. But you know what? The team spirit is so important, the man management. It's just nice to be enjoying football and the low loft making a difference. It's just, you know, and people keep saying that we've got a Rangers back, but we've got something to go forward with as well, which is so much more important. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we got our Rangers back under Warburton as well. I keep mentioning his Yeah, name yeah, there. but I mean, like, atmosphere-wise, Chris. Oh, I yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think, yeah, I, I, honestly, I think Warburton laid the foundations, but I, I, I totally. do feel it's just something else. It's like... Um, and my only fear is that, obviously... This is not going to go unnoticed, and like you know, yeah, I'm getting nervous. Every manager <laughs> gets sacked, and I think, yeah, because that West Brom have sacked Steve Bruce, and you're thinking, mm. you know, if you're you, you get McBeal in, and he even look at Villa, look how much they've fallen away without yeah. him, or how pedestrian they look, and and like you said, it, it can't go unnoticed. Yeah, um, but I think he's 11 for. Do you know Robert? He's 11th longest serving manager now. People gamble, don't they? They they spend a load. If they're not going up, they panic and they get rid of the manager. It's always been that way in the championship. It's always been that way. Well, Watford, I mean, they, you know, the way they're going, they're going to have like four or five, maybe six yeah. this season, But um, which is, uh, never mind, that's not our problem. But um, it's not brilliant to see Rangers for once doing something. Listen, I 
you guys know I was not happy how we got rid of Warburton. I thought it was wrong at the time. Not as ways and means of dealing with these things. We, I think getting sacked on a golf day is, wasn't great, in my opinion, but that's just PR. It's, I don't know what was going on there. But he did lay the foundations. I don't think, like it is says, he deserves respect. But Bills and I took it on and just take this to a level that we did. I mean, I would be happy with, I'd still be happy with the eight or nine, I'm not going to lie. But if we can stick into the playoffs, you'd have to find, at the moment, your fancies against anyone. But we're due to, you know, it's just come January, we all know the bigger boys are going to go out there with the huge budgets and risk everything to get into the Premier League. And, and that's going to be, but we don't need to because he believes in them players so much that, you know, that they'll do anything for him. Yeah, yeah. It's early days. It's early. Like we, yeah. we had, we, I'm sure we all had not dissimilar conversations this time a year ago. We, we were, oh, no, remember. we're three points better off now. The point is, a year ago, we still had Willock and Chair doing fantastically. Dykes had scored, Dickie, and, you know, and we've seen how it can fall apart. And we know, look, we know that. I look at what Arsenal are doing in the Premier League and I, I sort of think so, a bit similar to us where it's going great and going great. But you're sort of holding your breath and, hold, you know, digging in your nails thinking, just keep going because it could just go in a second. Um, and I, But I think we, I'm hoping that we've learned a lot from last season and are a bit tougher mentally to hopefully stick the course. Yeah, well, I've... Everything crossed, mate. Um, I, 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 what, what, what did uh, strike me is that you know when, as soon as Willock got his injury, I was like, oh, Redden at home. Well, that's it. Man. You know, and yeah, fair play. Uh, it, we just gave a brilliant performance, uh, a penalty aside on Friday night, um, and it shows we can win without him. We've just got to win without him for another four games or so, and the, all's rosy. Well, listen, lads, uh, it's time for the arse end. It's gone very. Can I just say one thing about the game yeah, of Friday? You can say what you like, Paul, within reason. I love the haircut. Thanks. At least you've still got her. I'm bald. Um, Andy Carroll, discuss. If it's not, if if it's any kind of card, it has to be red or nothing. Surely you can't give a yellow card for that, can you? Oh God! Uh, I, I mean, close one. It was, yeah. I, I, I don't think it was like completely studs up trying to kill him. I mean, I think it was clumsy at best. It was off the ground. Well, and also off the ground. If if if. If, it, if if Robert had jumped up in the air and jumped out of it, that would have been a low breaker. Yeah, yeah. But for me, you've seen him given. He's he's almost out of control. He's quite reckless, and there's probably a good chance that it does harm. So it kind of it's on the line, isn't it? And it's, then there was a handball with it swing either way. Yeah, I mean, oh, the, ref- the officiating on Friday night was absolutely oh, diabolical. It's a long I mean, we seem to say it a line. lot. Yeah, yeah, but that for me was one of the the worst I've seen in in a while. That was. And, and according to Clive, he's one of the guys who's been fast tracked to the Premier League. I think. Am I, 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 Jesus. fast tracked back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It was shocking. Okay, so ours mm. end. Um, he actually made stride the competent, um, just incompetent. <laughs> well, let's not go too far, eh? Um, well, I, well, I, I'll, I'll start us off. I mean, there's, there's a few I'm just going to rattle through, and I, I do mean a few. Just a few things that I noted. First of all, apparently Samba Diakiti was queuing up to get in on Friday night with the rest of the fans. There's like people having photos with him. Just no really? Hanging on the door <laughs> like a punter. Yeah. Somebody Akiti was there watching on Friday night. Rob Dickey. red cards. Hey? Yeah. yeah. red cards. <laughs> Rob, Rob Dickey was in the Adelaide after the game, um, joining, in the Linden, joining in the Lyndon Dyke song. 
I mean, it was just like one of those mad bloody evenings. And then I turned the telly on last night and, and I was, I was going to watch something on Netflix or whatever. And there's Bobby Zamora on a fishing programme. And I actually watched an hour of a fishing programme. <laughs> Bobby Zamora was on it. So, yeah. Which fishing programme was that? Is that Mortimer and... I, I've got no idea. I think it's... No, a he's, got, he's got his own one. Oh, he's got he is hosting a fishing program yeah so for all the bobby zamora and fishing enthusiasts out there yeah to be honest it was actually i've never watched a fishing program in life but it was actually quite good (laughs) um i'm not saying going to tune in every week so that that's my that's my triple r's end and just to end with like um I, I, Paul's got a Paul or Paul, whatever you pronounce, got a decent song. But on Twitter, Paul, Paul the Dutchie on the left hand side. I don't know why that's not been. Um, it's covers. He's Dutch. He's on the left hand side. His name's Paul. I don't know why that's not taken off yet. But I think it I, will. I think we'll really see. Hoping, it will hoping maybe Luton. Yes, yeah, and people can can get that going because I think that's an absolute winner. Um, apologies to all of those who who aren't familiar with that song by Musical Youth, but here's a banger. Mm-hmm. Um, right, who wants to go next? I know you want to go last, Paul. Take your pick, boys. I've only got a small one, which is I just noticed that it's got nothing to do with anything. Um, (laughs) King Charles is getting crowned on our home game with Bristol City. Oh, is he? May May the 6th is the coronation. So if for some reason, more for the foreign fans, if you're planning on flying over or whatnot, maybe hold off on any of those plans for that Saturday, May the 6th. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, don't say football's going to be banned for that. No, they might move it to the Sunday or the Friday and bank holiday. Do you know what I mean? Just if anyone's planning that far ahead, just hold off for the home game with Bristol City. Yeah, that's good research there, mate. Well, I just looked. uh, Do you know what? I (laughs) came up as a breaking news and I, I thought I had something like the date rung a bell. So I went to my calendar to look. And it, it just out. I've got the QPR fixtures in. I was like, oh, Bristol City. And I, th- and I thought, well, I'll mention that as my arsing because I got Brilliant. nothing else. I love it, mate. <laughs> um, but on, a, on a similar note, uh, on Loft for Words, I can't remember the guy, but if you go on Loft for Words, it's, it, hopefully Clive will pin it to the side. But there's apparently there's a, there's a train ticket offer where you can get a return. I've just done it. Return to Norwich for 20 quid. Um, uh, so anyone who's thinking of going to Norwich, you can get there and back for, for, for a score. Um, it's just getting home's going to be the issue. I think we're getting at quarter past 12. I'll be on that train, Chris, but we might be showing an Uber. Um, no, there's a train that goes at uh, 10... They 10, moved 10, the kickoff time, didn't they? And the station's right near right near the ground, isn't it, from what I can remember? So. No, no, I mean, when we get back to London, you've been led. Oh, sorry. Right. Oh, well, we'll sort that out, yeah. I'll, hopefully, we'll be, hopefully, we'll be just, like, finding late bars at 2 in the morning by that stage, celebrating another famous... Oh, 53! Charlie! This is Leah. <laughs> Um, nothing as um, well prepared or well, you know, well researched as those. But I think just hats off to to the board for this one. I think when you you bear in mind that we interviewed Sol Campbell for for this managerial vacancy and ended up with the absolute um, worldie of Mick Beale, who seems to be proving all his worth at the moment. Um, yeah, just I think there's just so much still to come from uh, from Beale and, and his side. I think when you talk when you listen there to Ilias about the the amount of information the detail and, and all these sort of things it's going to take time for the players to be able to intake that information and, and act upon it and I think when they, they start to learn with that and really implement what he wants to do I think we can only get better brilliant Paul as always over to you for the, the last of the R's ends well uh, first of all I apologise for the dog barking but I had to he had to have a he had to sit me knee bless him he's 13 now he's old not your son um 
it's weird. You, you kind of forget how much the club means to people. And you, there's always little things that happen in life that, you know, you, you walk down the road, you bump into somebody you haven't seen for 10 years and you have a yarn. But we did a, a mitzvah on Saturday for um, George Mongolis and his, his dad's been going to QPR all his life. And his dad was telling him he's at Nottingham University. He used to, you know, go to all the QPR games. And that's why I went to Nottingham and all these sort of things. And it's just seeing the look in the wee lad's face. We talk about Rangers again, they're coming out. By the way, thank you to Francis in the club shop who helped me find loads of bowls and stress bowls for the vases. Very kind of him. I, it's a bit of a weird request and he sorted me out. Thank you, Francis. Um, but it's it's kind of like you forget how... The, it's good to see younger generations seeing that wee, but it doesn't matter how long the success lasts for. They're enjoying it and their faces are lighting up and they're happy to talk about QPR and everyone's enjoying it again. I, I, you know, that's... Just that was an amazing mitzvah, by the way. I think the whole theme was QPR. The whole room was QPR. The the mitzvah's boys badge was done in the QPR. It was just brilliant. And you see how much the club means to people. And I, I love that. And it's it's just amazing because sometimes we're always talking about, you know, the, the club don't do enough and reach out enough and everything else. And and sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But there's no doubt about it. Our fans love this freaking club with a passion that I've never known for anybody else. I know everyone thinks that about the club, but our, our fans are amazing. And I'm just looking forward to Luton. I know it's going to be a bit tricky up there, as it always is. And, you know, this that stand is is awful. But we'll just make a lot of noise. Hopefully we'll win and everyone gets home safely. That's all you can do. But Luton's going to be rocking Saturday. I just hope we absolutely batter them because I can't stand them. be interested to see what Freeman's doing with them, actually. I haven't kept too much of a track on that. But um, give me this team any day. Absolutely. And as it is, Chair said, none want to play for anyone else, which is... Uh which is pretty cool. Um, okay, right. Thanks, fellas. Um, uh, yeah, we've been open all ours. We're um, going to do predictions, Chris. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Sorry. I've been you go away for six weeks, you come <laughs> back, you think you're boxing, you think you're thinking punts, <laughs> and you come back here, give it a large. Oh, God. I never give it large, mate. Um, okay, predictions for Luton. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to go. I mean, we're on a roll, aren't we? I'm going to go 2-0. Oh, God. I'll go 2-0, I'll go which actually would send us top. Yeah, that'll take that. Early kickoff. I've got a weird feeling it's going to be a 3-2 win. Don't know why. 3-2. Bit of a goal fest. Drama. Well, listen, there's two things going to happen here. I'm going to get stuck in Belfast and miss the game. How how when you get asked for a score prediction are you talking about Belfast? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kenneth Brandon's got nothing in me, son. You might might need a a roll with gluten in it. I mean, anything could happen. (laughs) I never thought of that. It could be, no, don't think of that. I'm rolling, rolling the deck. No, so hopefully I'm going to Luton. I'm just going to find the bus that goes from Luton Airport to Kenilworth Road. So if I don't make it, we'll win about 4-0. If I make it, we'll probably win 2-0 or it'll be a one all draw or 0-0. I'm really boring. So I'm going for a 4-0 game and I'll probably miss it. Thanks, Paul. Right. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll be in the air somewhere. Trust yeah. everyone. Oh, we have, we have been open all me. ours. Thanks for your time. On the way back from <laughs> Dungannon. I can just see, see the practice in Lilworth Road. See you next time. <laughs> see you next week.